Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a busy day here. A lot of free agent signings across the NFL. We talked about a lot of them in the first hour. We'll talk more about it coming up in the next segment with Bill Enright, ffchamps.com. He'll join me to break it down. We'll talk a little baseball in this segment and, of course, get you a preview of the Knights in NBA DFS coming up in the final segment. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. And, of course, if you can't listen live to the show or you drop in at a certain point, you want to hear the rest, no problem. You can hear it on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified when the new episodes are uploaded. And it's usually pretty quickly once the live show ends. Don't forget, it is crunch time here, Fantasy Baseball. It's not too late. In case you're a little bit behind, you can head on over to ScoutFantasySports.com. Our Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit is loaded with great content. My latest is a look at five late-round pitcher values that have an ADP of over 300, so you can check that out. I also have some offensive ADP uh, values on the offensive side, five late-round values, as well as my preseason pro picks where I give a sleeper and a bust for each league offensively and pitching as well as a stash and cash player. Uh, Sean Childs has his posted as well as Dr. Roto. And, of course, my positional rankings, which are updated frequently, uh, was number two last year, according to Fantasy Pros and the draft accuracy rankings. So if you want access to that, it is part of our draft kit. And uh, did some more tweaking last night. We'll continue to do so today. So just make sure you print it out right before your draft because there will be more changes in the next few days. I have an auction draft tomorrow night. I have a NFBC auction on Sunday and another draft Tuesday. So uh, it is draft season and a big weekend here as the season kicks off March 20th, although there are some drafts after. I know my home league draft is Sunday, March 24th, 23rd, whatever that Sunday is. I think it's uh, the 24th. So, And then I might even have another draft that week. So most teams kick off March 28th uh, on a Thursday afternoon. So still time to prepare we got all the content you need in-depth team outlooks from sean child sean child has his uh breakout pitchers of the year his bust and a lot more so tons of content uh use the promo code bats 50 to get 50 percent off your first two months and you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime we also got you covered for other sports the fantasy nascar rankings are up as well we have golf coverage and of course nfl free agency tracker and off-season player movement you can click on that and get different comments from the staff on some of the moves that have been made. So we have you covered across the board, as well as ScoutDFS.com, NBA, NHL, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, and of course, MLB DFS. I know there's some spring training DFS. Some of the guys 
on our site have played. I, I'm not going to play spring training DFS for MLB, uh, but we are about two weeks away from the start of the season, two weeks from tomorrow. First MLB DFS slate, and of course, we'll have you covered here during the show. Uh, in this time slot, we'll be able to give you some of the picks for the day. And on the site, you'll have the optimizer, Slack chat leading up to lineup lock. So all the tools that you need to make some money in VegasWhispers.com for all your sports betting needs. Uh, let's take a look at some of the news going on across baseball right now. Francisco Lindor is going to play in a minor league game today. He's been out with that strained right calf that he suffered in February while he was working out. He hasn't done anything in the spring yet. They are saying he's making progress, so he's going to get about three at-bats. He'll run to first base, and he'll play control defense, whatever that means. So it's looking good for him. You know, he might miss the start of the regular season, and we have seen him get pushed down the draft board. He was generally going as the third overall pick early on in drafts. Then he was falling to the late first round, early second round. You know, the great fantasy baseball invitational, he went 13th overall. Uh, I had a chance to select him at 12. I went Aaron Judge instead. and But in Top Wars, Lindor fell back to me at pick 29, and I was stunned. I did not expect that to happen. I have not seen him fall that far. Obviously, uh, people are pushing him down the draft board, but thinking, okay, you know what? He'll be good to go within two weeks. You know, I do worry about him maybe not running as much early on. But the way I drafted my team, it's not like I'm banking on him for 30 stolen bases. That would be nice. But I do think early in the season, especially in the cold weather on the East Coast and specifically in Cleveland, you know, they might be inclined to say, you know what, take it easy. Uh, but either way, you know, late second round is just uh, too much value for me to pass up there. So, so far, so good for Lindor, who has made this progress. And I think if you are drafting this weekend, you know, early second round is probably the appropriate spot to get him. And, uh, you know, again, it's a good sign here. We'll see how he emerges from the game today. But certainly looking uh, more positive for Lindor going forward. Not so good news, not terrible news, but J.D. Martinez was scratched from today's game due to back tightness. And, you know, Martinez did have these flare-ups last year, too. And I guess that's the one knock on J.D. Martinez if you're looking to take him early. And I really haven't held it against him. I actually don't have J.D. Martinez yet. Uh, but I am willing to take him. I even think you can make a case for him, you know, three, four, five overall. Obviously, a lot of those players are close. Some people are not inclined to take him that early just because he doesn't offer the stolen bases. But, you know, two of the last three years, he has played 120 games or fewer. He played 150 last year. He played 158 in 2015. But in 2017, he played 119. 2016, he played 120. Uh, but we saw in 2017, even only playing the 119 games, he had 45 homers, 104 RBIs, and batted 303. Then last year, in 150 games, he batted 330, 402 OBP, 629 slugging, 43 homers, 130 RBIs, 111 runs scored, and six stolen bases. So um, we probably don't maybe mention it off. Look, everyone has some type of injuries uh, risk for sure. Uh, it can happen to anyone at any time, and he was able to stay healthy last year. But we have seen this in the past. And I do remember a couple games last year where he had a little bit of a back scare, and you're always concerned about a back injury. So 
I'm not downgrading them because of this. Based on the initial news, it is spring training. Teams are going to be cautious. It makes sense. If there's any sign of anything to a star player, there's no need to push him out there. It's only the spring. But uh, just certain, certainly if you're looking at a tiebreaker and maybe you're sitting there at the fourth, fifth pick and you have him close with someone else, uh, maybe you compare him to the other player and go, okay, what is the injury history for that player? And maybe that's a potential tiebreaker. But uh, still, to me, uh, not ready to move him down the draft board just yet. You know, one of the closing situations that really isn't clear is the Brewers. I think people for a little bit thought Jeremy Jeffers might be in the mix for some saves, and it's certainly possible. But uh, he has been dealing with a shoulder injury here in the spring, and Craig Council, the manager of the Brewers, said Jeffers is unlikely to be ready for opening day. So they haven't ruled him out yet, but uh, he's just playing catch for now and still trying to come back. He was great last year. He had a one two ninety ERA, 89 strikeouts in 76 and two-thirds. Obviously, Josh Hader is there, and we know Hader is going to get some save opportunities. I think Corey Knebel gets most of them, and he was someone that I hated last year. Like, I had him ranked low compared to the consensus. I just was not high on him. I was worried about the control issues. From 2017, the strikeouts were great, and he had the 39 saves, but I just didn't feel he would be as dominant, and he wasn't. Now, he did get injured early in the year, uh, but I am more optimistic on him. He was excellent in the second half. The strikeouts were there. The walks were still a little high, but he cut them down compared to 2017. His walk rate was 9.9% last year. It was 12.9% in 2017. But, man, the strikeout rate, uh, 39.5%, 193 batting average again. So he has the ability to dominate. Now, when he does get hit, he gives up some hard contact. But he's drafted outside the top 10 closers. And once you get past that range, there's a lot of question marks. It's dicey. There's a lot of teams where we don't know who's going to be the closer. So I'm willing to take Knebel. I I think I only have him in one league. Obviously, you know, that closer run happens. But... Uh, I would definitely draft Knable, you know, especially if I'm waiting on the closers. Uh, you know, he might not get 40 saves uh, like some of the other closers, but uh, I do think he gets the majority of the opportunities for Milwaukee this year. And the price tag is very different from what it was last year. And that's what it's about. You know, sometimes it's how much do you have to pay for a player? There are certain players, regardless, you love the skill set, you'll pay for them. But a guy like Knable. Uh, it really is priced. And last year, I just didn't like where he was going. Fifth, sixth, seventh round sometime. No thank you. This year, uh, often falling to the double-digit rounds. So if you're in a 15-team league and you miss out on some of the guys you want, I'm um, fine with getting him as my top closer. Uh, and the strikeouts are going to be there as well. Yes, Josh Hader will get them some save opportunities. You, you know, They might bring him in bottom of the eighth to get a lefty out and just keep him in for the ninth if there's two lefties up. But I do think they want to use Hader in that multiple inning role as well, you know, coming in in the seventh to get out of a jam and then finishing the eighth, then turning it to Knable for the ninth. So I uh, certainly like his value. The Cubs closer is a big question mark right now. We know Brandon Morrow is going to miss, miss at least a month of the season. And a lot of people have been taking Pedro Strope as the guy thinking, okay, he'll be the closer for the Cubs, but he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Now he said he will be ready Now, players always say things like that. They're optimistic, but he's dealing with a strain right hamstring. He had an MRI on Monday. There was no structural damage. He's not going to throw this week, so trying to heal. So it sounds like he could be good to go. I mean, he was good last year after Brandon Morrow got hurt. 
uh, in his 25 and a third innings, 23 strikeouts, eight walks, a 178 ERA. So he certainly has the ability to get it done. Uh, he had 12 saves over the final three months, blew two. Uh, so I really am worried about Brandon Morrow. I mean, he's always had health issues. So Strope was the guy that I was looking at. It just felt like every draft someone was willing to take him before me. And, you know, the Cubs do have other options as well. They have Brad Brock, who has closer experience. Steve Ciszek, who has closer experience. Call Edwards has a really dynamic arm. Really the biggest problem for him has been uh, trying to find the strike zone consistently. So all those guys are definitely worth taking a shot on in the final rounds of drafts. Uh, I'm guessing Strope would be the guy to begin the season. But it's another one of these teams where we're just not sure he's going to close. And I could see Madden just, just using, mixing, and matching. So uh, Strope is still the preferred option, and it doesn't sound serious. But you know, when you're in the final rounds of your draft and maybe you're short on closers, you know, you take a shot on a guy like C-Shack or Edwards. And what's the worst-case scenario? The season starts, and they don't do anything. They're one of your first cuts. Or it turns out that, you know, first week of the season, which is short. Remember, if you do waivers Sunday night, you know, you're going to have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, and then waivers run. So, you know, we might not even get a save opportunity in those first four days. But, you know, worth taking a shot, you know, 27th, 28th, 29th round. Uh, if you're short on saves during the draft and see what happens because it'll save you some fab. You know, worst case scenario is first four days of the season, Edwards gets two save opportunities. Now everyone is going to the waiver wire to spend money. So if you have these early drafts, uh, and it's not so early anymore with uh, the weekend starting in two weeks, but it's, I like to do that in the early drafts. I'll take a shot on some relievers in the reserve rounds in the hopes that something changes over the next few weeks leading up to the season, and then you have this guy and you don't have to spend much money on fab. Uh, Ryan Brazier of the Red Sox, he is expected to finally pitch by the end of the week. He's been dealing with a toe injury, uh, an infected right pinky toe. So we really haven't seen him. He still has a shot to close. Obviously, Matt Barnes seems to be the favorite, but he got hammered the other day. And Brazier was very good last year down the stretch. Uh, 33 and two-thirds innings, he had a 1-6-0 ERA. So uh, there's certainly the possibility that he can be the closer for the Red Sox going into the season. So another guy to take in the final couple rounds as well. As uh, That's what we're doing. We're kind of taking flyers here on these relievers. You know, Aaron Judge is someone I talked about quite a bit, saying I didn't understand how he hasn't been a first-round pick. He was someone that I took in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational at 12, and that was a draft that happened that started February 24th. And uh, I talked about him in one of the Scout 44s. I actually had pick 11 in that draft. That was a 12-team league, and I was ready to take him at 14, and the team on the turn took him. But, you know, I just think that people forgot about Aaron Judge because of the injury last year. And he's had a great spring. Uh, there was an article on him uh, – changing his stance on his leg kick, but uh, he's been tremendous so far. And, you know, Judge is someone that I think uh, is a late first-round pick, and we're starting to see it a little bit more, but that's the one benefit of drafting early. You could have gotten Judge, you know, pick the second round, pick 19-20 just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, last year, he was having a good year before he got hurt, and he got hit by the pitch, but he's looked great in the spring. It's a good lineup, and maybe he doesn't reach the numbers that he did two years ago, but this guy's a beast in on-base percentage leagues. He draws a ton of walks. He's got elite power, good lineup, and he even chips in some stolen bases. He had nine in 2017. He had six last year in 112 games. 
So that's that's what's good about picking late first round. You can get a guy like Judge, and you know he doesn't have the average that you want in a first round pick, um, but it's not not anything that crushes you. He was two seventy eight last year, two eighty four two years ago. Ideally, you would like someone that has the ability to hit three hundred, but uh, you oh, know yeah. you're getting elite power, and maybe you get an average guy with the second pick, but it's not something that's going to to crush you. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to hit 250. And again, if he could cut down those strikeouts just a little bit with this uh, leg kick adjustment he made, then that pushes him up for the batting average a little bit. I feel like we haven't really talked a lot about Victor Robles, but you know he's a guy that's generally going sixth, seventh, eighth round of drafts. But this is a guy that can really be a big boost this year. You know, Vlad Guerrero gets a lot of the attention, but Robles is someone uh, that's been running wild here in the spring. He has five stolen bases. He's hit well. And he was a guy we probably would have seen up last year if he wasn't hurt. Instead, it was Juan Soto, who obviously had a great year. The one issue with Robles is he could start the year at the bottom of the lineup, but I don't think anyone expects Adam Eaton to stay healthy. Eaton has been good when he's on the field. And if Robles is playing very well, he could easily move to the top of the lineup. So he's a guy that can get you 35, 40 steals. Uh, not elite, not a, a ton of power, but he's got a little pop, and he's a guy that can really be a difference maker. So don't forget about him in your drafts. When we return, I'm going to be joined by Bill Enright, ffchamps.com. We're going to talk about the NFL free agent moves, Le'Veon Bell, Odo Beckham, Mark Ingram, and a lot more. That's ahead. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's calling the shots. Wow, gentlemen, better have a good plan. First, you lose Landon Collins for, for nothing. And now this, Nick Friend 24. All of a sudden, the Browns are the most interesting team in the NFL. Imagine saying that two years ago. Giants are now clearly rebuilding. They'll be ready to compete again just in time for them to have to pay Saquon Barkley. And we'll have tons of wear and tear on the tires. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Back here at Scout Fantasy Sports, Adam Ruinis here solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday, 2 to 4 p.m. You can find me, ScoutFantasySports.com. Head on over there now to dominate in your fantasy baseball draft season. You got Sean Childs, an NFBC Hall of Famer, myself, number two in the Fantasy Pros Accuracy Rankings last year for the draft. And if you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months. My latest article up is five late-round pitcher values with an ADP of 300 or more. And, of course, my rankings updated consistently, so check it out now. We're going to talk more football here. And joining me to do that it is Bill Enright, FFChamps.com. Bill, what's up? All right, we'll get Bill there in a second to talk uh, football with Bill. But, again, in the, you can also get some uh, football rankings or updates on the free agency a little comment from people who are working at scoutfantasysports.com as part of our 2019 nfl free agency tracker and off-season player movement so you can check that up on scoutfantasysports.com right now we do have bill enright from ffchamps.com bill what's up all right looks like we'll get bill in a second some technical issues here so we'll get bill in a second to talk some football with him as there's been a lot going on, and we did talk about it a lot in the first hour with Doc Dorotto, so you can go and check that first hour on demand. Obviously, Doc, being a Giants fan, not very happy with the trade of Beckham to the Browns for a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. So a lot of Giants fans that I've seen are not happy about it either. I have seen some that are not too Hello. upset about it, but... Uh, for the most part, people are. And it uh, looks like we do have Bill N right now from FFChamps.com. Bill, what's up? All right. Again, I thought we were going to have Bill. Hopefully, we'll get him in a second here. Uh, it sounded like he was there, and uh, now he's not. So hopefully, we can uh, fix that and get Bill on the phone to get his thoughts. As a lot of free agent signings are. Uh, there was one that just happened a little while ago as the Redskins have re-signed Adrian Peterson. He gets a two-year deal for $8 million uh, going back to the Redskins, who obviously have some issues uh, there at the quarterback position in Washington. So, uh, you know, Peterson was pretty impressive last year. I did not think he would be that good. He was very erratic, though, and there were games, obviously, where the matchups weren't great and he did not succeed he wasn't heavily involved in the passing game as well but certainly was impressive considering his age and some of the problems that the Redskins offense had last year there were definitely some issues there but that was uh, one of the signings that has gone down is I think all this becomes official at 4 p.m. Eastern but we've already seen a ton of moves and uh, one of the signings today as well was Mark Ingram and Ingram only gets three years 15 million dollars while Latavius Murray from his old team in New Orleans, got four years for $14 million. And, you know, Ingram is going to be someone that I think uh, will thrive here in Baltimore. Uh, it's a good setup for him. And we have Bill Enright from FFChamps.com right now. Bill, what's up? Adam, can you hear me? I can. What's up? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Uh, obviously a wild day here the last couple of days in the NFL, so just want to get your thoughts on it. So uh, let's start it off with the Odell Beckham trade. First, from an NFL perspective, what were your thoughts on this trade? NFL perspective is you can never trust what a general manager says because they have to protect whatever kind of negotiations they are underway. Uh, seven months ago, David Gettleman signed Odell Beckham Jr. to the highest uh, contract a receiver has ever gotten in the NFL. Uh, in January, he says we didn't sign him 
to then trade him. Followed that same comment up at the NFL Combine. We didn't sign Odell if we were just planning on trading him. And then here we are about six weeks after that Combine interview, and he traded Odell Beckham Jr. for a first, a third, and Jabril Pepper. So you always have to take what coaches and general managers say with a grain of salt because if they reveal all their cards, they end up with – they end up with what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? They got a, a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown because the Raiders and other teams that were trying to negotiate with them knew that Brown was not going to play for them this season, and the Steelers kind of had their backs against the wall. So I don't think fans can really get mad at Gettleman for lying to them. At the end of the day, he had a job to do, and um, the way he went about doing it is protecting you know, you know, the cards that he had in his hand. Did the Giants get enough back in him for this deal? It's always tough to get proper value for a stud player like Beckham, but did they get enough back in this deal? It, it, that, that's tough because we don't know what that 17th pick is going to turn out to be. And if it's a receiver, uh, I'll pray for that kid his whole career because he'll always be compared to Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think it will be a receiver, but um, prayers go out to whoever that 17th pick is going to be. Uh, like you said, it's, it's always tough to evaluate you have a transcendental player like Odell, but he had a $90 million contract and getting a first, a third, and a, and a desperate need at safety since they let Landon Collins go with Peppers. I think it's adequate. I don't think they, I don't think they got robbed, and I don't think they robbed the Browns. Maybe a slight edge goes to the Browns only because we know what Odell can do on the field. Where do you put the fantasy value of Beckham now that he's with the Browns for the upcoming season? You know, him and Baker Mayfield should really get along well. I saw a chart from uh, uh, Sharp Football saying that, you know, 14% of, of Baker Mayfield's slant passes went for touchdowns last year. Odell is phenomenal at running that slant route. And Baker also has a great deep ball. And we know that Odell can, you know, pop off the lid on any defense. So uh, I always had Odell in the, in the top three wide receiver conversation. and I don't see why that would change. What does it do for the value of Jarvis Landry? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, it's going to hurt Jarvis Landry. But remember, he was never a big touchdown guy, and he's more of a PPR threat to begin with. So, if anything, this could help him. He won't have double coverage. He was the wide receiver one for that team last year. And that wasn't a role, even though he, you know, he, he was a wide receiver one for the Dolphins for a long time. And he's the wide receiver one for the Browns for a long time as well. But he plays in the slot. So a true wide receiver one is more on the outside, and that's what Odell is going to be. I still think Landry will be a solid wide receiver, too, in the PPR format. He always has been. And there's only one ball, one ball to go around. But Landry's still going to get plenty of receptions. So if you have him in the Dynasty League, you're not selling him. And if you're taking him, I don't know where, where his ADP is right now, maybe in the sixth or seventh round, I think that's fine. Talking to Bill and right FFchamps.com, talking about some of the moves going on in the NFL right now. How about from a Giants perspective, who benefits here fantasy-wise with Beckham up departing? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's Saquon Barkley's team, and that's it. it, it it's, it's Barkley and really no one else. So you can draft Evan Ingram. I think he's more of your tight end number two. You can draft Sterling Shepard. I think he's more of a wide receiver three, more of a flex play. Saquon Barkley is a, a, a top two overall pick in fantasy this year, and I think that's where it ends for the Giants. 
Uh, how about Antonio Brown going to the Raiders now? Obviously, he's been a top fantasy wide receiver for years. Now he goes to Oakland with Derek Carr. Uh, how much does this change his value? Is he still a top three receiver in fantasy for you? Does he drop a little bit? What are your thoughts on Brown fantasy-wise in Oakland? Uh, it's very interesting what the Raiders have done this year because last year it was, it was a total rebuild, and, and this year – they kind of quickly rebuilt that team. They signed a great offensive tackle. They brought in Tyrell Williams as well. Uh, they didn't get Le'Veon Bell, who, who I thought they were really trying hard to get. Um, but with Antonio Brown and Derek Carr, I, I think that's going to be a really good match. I, I can certainly see Brown getting over 90 catches. You know, the last time the Raiders had a, had a wide receiver, the last and only time the Raiders had a wide receiver have over 100 catches was Tim Brown in 1997. So Antonio should absolutely be, you know, the, the next wide receiver in, in the silver and black to do that. But if, I, if I'm not going to say 100 catches, I'll say at least 90. I think he at least gets 1,200 yards, and he can flirt with double-digit touchdowns for sure. Does that put him into the DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, uh, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown realm? I, I think Brown's still a top-five wide receiver. I don't think he's – well, once upon a time, he was a top three overall pick in fantasy. Now he's just a top five wide receiver. You're not taking him in the top five overall anymore. With Beckham going to Cleveland, I think everyone's excited about Baker Mayfield. We saw what he did last year. Now you had Beckham. You got Landry, Chubb. We'll see when Kareem Hunt's able to play. So, And everyone loves the Browns. They're like the sexy team. I think everyone's rooting for them. Will Mayfield – become overvalued? Is he going to get pushed up the draft board too far? Well, I mean, how far can he really go, right? He's not going to go ahead of Mahomes, Rodgers, Luck, Watson. Does he go fifth ahead of guys like Russell Wilson? Um, you know, I guess, yeah, he'll probably go right around that fifth or sixth quarterback taken off the board. Now, what does that mean for, for what round he gets taken in? Every league's different. I, I do think Pat Mahomes ends up being a ridiculous, you know, mid-second round pick this year. Aaron Rodgers probably, you know, in the fourth round. Andrew Luck in the fourth. Deshaun Watson in, in the fifth. So is Baker Mayfield now a fifth round or a sixth round pick? I, I still think that's too high. I, I'd much rather have uh, Lamar Jackson in the twelfth round or Matt Ryan in, in the tenth round. But yes, Mayfield. Probably saw like a, a maybe a double digit jump just in in the signing of Odell. He probably went from like the twelfth quarterback off the board to now being you know in that fifth sixth range. Talking to Bill Enright, FFChamps.com, looking at some of the moves across the NFL over the last couple days. Late last night, Le'Veon Bell signs a four year deal with the Jets for fifty two and a half million, thirty five million guaranteed after sitting out last year. What does this do for him going to the Jets? Is he a first-round pick? Is he a top-five running back? Or is he a little bit outside of that? First of all, Adam, he has to fire his agent. I mean, that guy gave him the worst career advice possible because he could have made $16 million or $14 million last year and then signed the same deal with the Jets this year. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, he doesn't, you know, that wear and tear on the body for an extra season with a team that wasn't invested in him in the long term. That was money in the bank. 15, 14, whatever, I forget what it is now, $871,000 a week. That money was in the bank for Le'Veon Bell, and now he signed a, a $51 million contract 
with the Jets. Two years ago, he told he told Twitter that sixty million dollars wasn't enough to run with the Jets, and here he is signing a, you know a fifty-one million dollar. I guess there's some escalators that could make it a sixty million dollar contract, but. The Jets made some good moves, too, and they need to get a wide receiver, and, and I'd be just as excited um, about them as, as some of one of those up-and-coming offenses for 2019. I think Sam Darnold did enough to show me that he could be productive. I think um, they have that good uh, tight end, Chris Herndon. I think Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder are, are decent, but they're missing maybe like a wide receiver, a true wide receiver one. Um, but Le'Veon Bell can certainly take over that offense. He's going to be the bell cow there. Not many running backs we can say that about in this league. So to answer your question, absolutely, Le'Veon Bell back in the top three, top five conversation. Uh, Mark Ingram, he signs a three-year contract for $15 million with the Ravens, leaving the Saints. And obviously we saw Gus Edwards last year, Kenneth Dixon. They've already cut Alex Collins. Is Ingram going to be a uh, borderline RB1, RB2 this year? Is this a good fit for him? I don't think it'll be an RB1. I think it'll be an RB2. I think it is a good fit because the Ravens love to run the football, but the problem with, with Mark Ingram this year will be Lamar Jackson You know, will probably have a, a good share of goal line carries, um, or, or at least you know inside the 20, a couple QB scrambles, and all of a sudden, instead of Mark Ingram pounding in from the 1, Lamar Jackson you know, scores from the 19. I think that will be frustrating for a lot of fantasy managers. But Gus Edwards doesn't catch the football. Um, Kenneth Dixon doesn't really run in between the tackles. Mark Ingram does it all. So if anything, he can be the first, second, and third down back. We just have to see if John Harbaugh will actually use one back this year where he has not really done that since uh, that guy Ray Rice. Latavius Murray replaces Ingram essentially with the Saints. He gets a four-year, $14.4 million contract. Uh, what is the value of Latavius in fantasy this year? I think he can be an under-the-radar under kind of player. I mean, we saw Ingram and Kamara have really productive seasons the last two years. I mean, I know Ingram was suspended for four games to start 2018, but uh, 2017, they were, they were both over 1,000 yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara will certainly be... Uh, the fantasy, you know, the top six pick probably this year. Uh, Latavius Murray, you, <laughs> I mean, you probably get him in the eighth, ninth round. And if he puts up 800 yards and eight touchdowns, I think that'll be well worth it. We just saw a little while ago that the Redskins are bringing back Adrian Peterson. Two years, $8 million. Uh, There were flashes last year from Peterson. Uh, does he have another year in him to be fantasy relevant? I think he will be because... I don't know if Darius Geis, who, by the way, I have in Dynasty League, and I'm, I'm kind of pissed off about the Adrian Peterson news, but I, I think with Darius Geis now, who knows how, how well that rehab's going. Um, you know, ACL injuries are not like they were in the mid-'90s or, or, or late-'80s. Uh, players kind of recover within a year. You saw Hunter Henry, you know, hop in uh, the end of the playoff run after tearing his ACL last spring. So that, that was um, a quick turnaround for sure. Darius Geist probably not going to be 100% healthy to start the year. Adrian Peterson probably, he signed a two-year deal, probably just play one year of it. And then once that ends, we'll see the, the Darius Geist regime start, which I'm excited about because I, I do think he was the second best running back prospect uh, right behind Saquon Barkley. Um, but Peterson certainly could be, it, it, listen, anyone that drafted him last year, it took 30 carries to get there, but he was still a 100-yard uh, per game kind of uh, running back or, or capable of putting up 100 yards per game. And, and that's few and far between in today's NFL. So, again, 
kind of like Latavius Murray. If Adrian, if I told you Adrian, Adrian Peterson was going to score ten touchdowns and have you know nine hundred yards this year, it may be a once every other week kind of thing. But he's still productive enough to use as a running back too. Yeah, that, that's someone that, that you should be interested in drafting for sure. Now let's see what happens with their quarterback situation because as of right now, are they really going to go with Colt McCoy? We'll see. Yeah, or Case Keenum, who they brought in. Uh, any value for? Oh, Jones? that's right. That's I. I yeah, we, case, yeah, you know? these all just happen. It's a blur. Sometimes you forget. Uh, any value for John Brown in Buffalo? No, I am not a big John Brown fan. I haven't been since he left uh, the Cardinals because Bruce Arians. I, I actually thought the Card, uh, the Buccaneers would go after him because I know Bruce Arians needs that kind of uh, deep fly wide receiver. And since Deshaun Jackson went back to the Eagles, I thought John Brown would have been a perfect fit to go down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But no, I'm not. I'm not really excited about John Brown going to the uh, going to the Bills. All right, Bill. Well, I appreciate you joining us here with the flurry of activity. Uh, let people know where they can find you. You can check me out at, on Twitter at Bill Enright and download the awesome app at FanCred. All right, that is Bill Enright. Uh, thanks a lot for the time, Bill, and we'll talk to you soon. You got it. Adam. Take care. That's Bill Enright again, just going over a lot of the free agent activity, of course, on the defensive side. Earl Thomas signs with the Ravens today, a four-year, $55 million deal there. C.J. Mosley going to the Jets, so a lot of activity going on now. Everything becomes official 4 p.m. Eastern today for the new calendar year. When we return, though, we'll shift over to the NBA. We'll take a look at the slate for tonight. We have a big star who is out Who is it and who gains the value? We'll break it down next. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited-time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. It's a lot different doing an auction in a rotisserie baseball league than in any other league. In a football league, in a points baseball league, a points basketball league. It is entirely different doing it here. Because when you do it in all the other leagues, you can be more flexible because you're just looking for points. You're just looking for the highest score. Here, you need to find particular stats in order to compete. Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
Back here it is, Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. I want you guys to win. And you know anyone who follows me, I'm very competitive in most of my leagues. Can't win them all, but I had a very successful year last year. It helped me finish number two in the Fantasy Pros Accuracy Rankings. So if you want access to those rankings, head on over to scoutfantasysports.com right now. And I'm giving you a special discount. I mean, it's worth it. I'm going to help you win your league. Can't guarantee it, but I'll put you in position to win. We're here all season long to help you. Waiver wire articles, trade questions, we answer them on the message boards and the forums. And here's a little discount. Promo code BATS50. 50% off your first two months. Absolutely worth it. Not only do you get access to all the fantasy baseball content, but you get the NFL content as well. We have our free agency tracker off-season player movement with comments from myself, Sean Child. And a lot of the people uh, on Scout, including Doc, uh, breakout articles for pitchers, late-round values. I just posted a five late-round pitcher values with an ADP of more than 300. Uh, and you can ask your questions, the message boards and forms anytime you want. So head on over there. We have you covered. You get NASCAR, golf, football, baseball, basketball. It's all there, and it's all going to help you succeed and win your leagues this year. Swing for the fences this daily fantasy baseball season with DailyRoto.com. If you're playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto will help you hit your first home run as the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package is now live. Lineup alerts and weather updates, they have you covered. Fantasy projections, they have you covered. Lineup optimizers to compete with the pros, yeah, they have you covered there too. Save 10% on winning MLB DFS advice with an early bird special using promo code FNTSY. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% early bird discount today. Time to take a look at the night in the NBA. And if you're in the playoffs right now uh, for NBA, it is frustrating, man, because I'm in the semifinals this week and – you know, had a, a nice lead, but just missing too many games. And this is the league where the waiver wire runs just twice a week. So I had Jeff Teague scratched last night. I've had Larry Nance miss two days in a row. Danilo Gallinari was scratched last minute due to rest. I mean, the Clippers are battling for a playoff spot. Made no sense. I've had Cody Zeller sit out. So I've missed five games on the last two days. And I might even have Aaron Gordon sit out tonight. So it's frustrating. And this is a league, too, where I've pushed up the playoffs. So... Very frustrating this time of year in a head-to-head league. You're going to have a lot of players in the NBA sit out. Obviously, for DFS, it's not as big a deal because it actually opens a value. Now, we mentioned it on the show yesterday with Minnesota. We didn't exactly know what was going to happen, and you had to wait to the last minute. So you had to risk it on a site with early lineup lock because we didn't know about Derrick Rose and Jeff Teague. They both wound up sitting out, and Tyus Jones became a good value. He didn't crush it, but he was solid. Uh, Andrew Wiggins wound up sitting out, too. So... It's it's going to be like that in NBA DFS here in the final month. We're going to have a lot of uh, people rest, and it is going to be very frustrating. So you have to keep that in mind going forward that there are going to be a, a lot of last-minute scratches, and last night was a perfect example of that. You know, I'm sure there were people who played Danilo Gallinari early lineup block. Uh, I don't think he was real popular, but I'm sure there might have been some people who were considering him, and then, of course, he doesn't play. So... It's part of it. You have to be prepared for this. It's definitely going to be frustrating for sure. So just take that into account. Uh, maybe you want to scale back a little bit on the money, 
but you know that's something that you have to take into account. Uh, the slate kicks off tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Orlando taking on Washington on the road. The Wizards are favored by two and a half. The Vegas total is two twenty-five and a half. Uh, big question here is what happens with Aaron Gordon uh, because uh, actually now I see that he is going to play tonight. So it looks like uh, he has been really. Thank goodness I could not afford another player sitting out on my team. So. Uh, it looks like Aaron Gordon is going to play tonight from the latest that I see right now, uh, which is key because Orlando is battling there for a playoff spot. So good news there. It looks like Gordon is going to play. Uh, this is a very good matchup here. Washington has been terrible defensively. They've been playing at a high pace. So several guys you can consider here. I usually don't use DJ Augustine much, but I think uh, he is someone you can consider tonight because the Wizards have been so bad defensively. Not good against point guards either, so he's in play. Not someone that you have to get in, but he is cheap. 4,300 on both sides. Sites. Nikola Vucevic definitely uh, is in play. Uh, the Wizards are terrible against big men as well. And Vooch is a little bit more expensive on Fandle at 10, 92 on DK. Uh, Aaron Gordon will probably be low-owned because of the injury, but it is a good matchup. And I've always said I don't use Gordon that much, but I will use him in tournaments uh, especially if you play multiple lineups. So if he is good to go, and the reports indicate that now he's 67 on DK, 71 on Fandle, so you could take a look at him. I know Jonathan Isaac's cooled off a little bit. He's someone that I was using for a while because he was cheap. Uh, he has been very inconsistent, uh, but I do think I would consider him tonight. Uh, he is 5 on DK, 6 on Fandle. So he's in play and as is evan fournier as well he's 54 on both sides so uh you know he did not play much the other night but he was playing well before that so bottom line is here it's a good matchup against washington so i think you know several of the magic are in play uh for the wizards uh obviously bradley beal has been crushing it uh he's a little expensive on fandle 11-2 i don't think i would go there but on dk 9800 uh, and he's just been crushing it. So uh, on DraftKings, I think he's definitely in play, and uh, it's a good matchup, and they've needed Beal to perform, and he's gotten the job done. We all knew once John Wall went down that Beal would be a, a beast, and he certainly has. Tomas Sadoransky, his price has gone up, but again, pretty good matchup here, and he's been solid lately playing big minutes, and uh, I think he's also in a good spot here tonight. So 61 on DK, 68 on FanDuel. And uh, Jabari Parker and Bobby Porter are always uh, tournament plays for me. Uh, I used Porter the other day and Parker, and they were okay. 62 for Portis on DK, 69 on Fandle. And Jabari is 56 on DK, 58 on Fandle. So uh, that is a, a pretty good game to, to look at tonight. Brooklyn, they head on the road to take on the Thunder as uh, they look to stay in that playoff hunt. The game is at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Thunder favorite by seven. Vegas totals 231.5. Damari Carroll has been ruled out for the Nets. And pretty much said this about the Nets. It's really hard to play anyone on the Nets right now because they've been pretty healthy. Even with Carroll out, I don't think it really changes anything too much. Uh, we've seen Spencer Dinwiddie play minutes, so it's hurt D'Angelo Russell a little bit. Uh, I guess if I'm playing anyone, maybe Joe Harris in the GPP, but I don't love that. Uh, Jared Allen's not bad on DK. He's 4,700 there. I mean, it is Steven Adams. Was, I don't know if, how healthy he is. He hasn't looked the same. 
but pretty much not really looking at anyone on the Nets tonight. Markeith Morris is questionable for the Thunder. Um, obviously, the shoulder injury has had to be bothered about Paul George the other day, but his price has gone down on, on DK, especially 96, 10 on Fandle. So he's in play. Russell Westbrook is always in play as well as 11 on DK, 11-7 on Fanduel. Brooklyn uh, are, are a good matchup. They're not a great defensive team. So um, they're definitely in play, uh, and especially if some value potentially opens up. And Dennis Schroeder in tournaments, 56 on DK, 53 on Fanduel. And Steven Adams, I don't know, he hasn't been great lately. I'm probably not going to look at him tonight. But uh, we'll see if there's enough value that opens up to potentially get George and Westbrook in the lineup. The Grizzlies are in Atlanta to take on the Hawks, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Grizzlies are favored by 1.5. The Vegas total 2.22.5. And And the Grizzlies have been playing very well lately. Uh, I like Mike Conley tonight. I like him on Yahoo. He's 3,100. I like him on DK. He's 7,800. More expensive on Fandle at 9,200. I don't think you have to go there. You know, they have been talking, or we were worried about Conley's minutes, but uh, he's been getting it. They've been playing him the minutes, and it's a good matchup against the Hawks. They play at a high pace. Usually the Grizzlies don't, but I think Conley's definitely a good play tonight. Avery Bradley has been playing very well. Again, the prices will just seem lower on DK. He's 4,800 there. I like him better there. He's six on Fandle, so not as good there. Uh, Bradley is definitely taking uh, more shots. His usage rate is up, so he's in play. I like Jonas Valchunas as well. Uh, obviously, against the Hawks, uh, you like him tonight. And, uh, you know, the minutes are never high, but uh, 68 on, on DraftKings. On Yahoo, he's 24. So I think he's in play tonight. And... Uh, Maybe Yakeem Noah. Let's see. His price is 47 on DK, 48 on Fandle. Nah, probably not going to use him. I like Valchunas. So uh, there are options there for the Grizzlies tonight, which uh, we can't say every night. Atlanta, uh, they are in play tonight. I mean, Trey Young has cooled off a little bit, but the price on DraftKings has dropped 77. They're 83 on Fandle. So uh, he hasn't played big minutes, though, lately. So uh, and, and Conley's a pretty good defender. So not the best matchup. And uh, he's really struggled shooting the ball lately. So, you know, I think uh, he's he will be low-owned. I think people are backing off on him. So in a tournament, you can look at him. John Collins uh, has a good matchup tonight. He's coming off a monster game uh, the other day where it's like with 33-20. and 20. So uh, the Grizzlies have really struggled against power forward, so he's in play. 76 on DK, 88 on FanDuel, and uh, Alex Len would be the other guy to consider who's burned a lot of people uh, recently, especially when he's chalk. 52 on DK, 47 on FanDuel, uh, but he did start in the last game on Sunday, so uh, he could be someone that you look at in tournaments. I would not use him in cash. Detroit in Miami to take on the Heat, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Vegas total just 207.5. Heat favored by 1.5. Pistons have been playing very well, although they got thrashed by the Nets the other day. And I mentioned that line was screaming. They were begging you to take the Nets. I think they were favored by like 2.5, and, and the Pistons were one of the hottest teams, and the Nets thrashed them. So, um, you know, basically it's uh, Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, but it's not a great matchup. And, you know, that Vegas total is very low. Shouldn't be very high pace. So, uh, this is a night I might not use them, but you know Drummond is always in play. 94 on DK, 10-2 on Fanduel. Blake Griffin's 8100 on both sides. But I, this is not a night where I'm looking to play them. Josh Richardson, it looks like he's going to play. There was some question, but it looks like he will play tonight. Uh, 
uh, for the Heat. Uh, really, no one that I love here. Uh, Adebayo has been starting. He's been pretty good. Not a great matchup. Uh, maybe Kelly Olynyk. you can look at. He's been playing well, 5,600 on both sites. Dwayne Wade's 53 on DK. But, the, yeah, this is not a game that I'm really looking to target. That's, like, one of the lowest numbers that we've seen in uh, in a while. So, really not looking at much in that game. They're all kind of tournament plays at this point. Big game tonight, Golden State at Houston, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Rockets are favored by 3.5, and, and the Vegas totals 2.30.5. For Golden State, Kevin Durant has been ruled out. He had that ankle injury the other day. For me, that puts Steph Curry in play uh, in this matchup. We've seen Curry excel without Durant on the court. He will have to go against Chris Paul, but uh, this is a game that will stay close. So Curry definitely in play, especially with the price going down a little bit. 37 on Yahoo, 93 on DK, 92 on FanDuel. Of course, Clay Thompson, certainly someone you can consider in tournament because he can get hot at any point. And with Durant off the floor, that's going to give him some more shot attempts. And Clay is 72 on DK, 8 on FanDuel. So he's in play. Uh, Draymond Green has just not played well. So uh, I I think he's in play in tournaments because of the pace. But I think uh, he is someone that you don't have to jam in tonight. But he is cheap. 59 on DK, 66 on FanDuel. And DeMarcus Cousins should get a little bit of a boost as well. 74 on DK, 85 on FanDuel for the Warriors. For the Rockets, uh, they're pretty healthy going into this game. They've been playing very well. Uh, Chris Paul is 69 on DK, man. That is extremely cheap. I know he has not played well lately, but I think this is a game tonight where he should thrive. Golden State has not been playing great lately. Uh, They lost to the Suns. Uh, so I think Paul is definitely in play tonight, especially on DK at 6,900. You can use him at FanDuel on tournaments as well. James Harden's 11-2 on DK, 12-2 on FanDuel. He has not shot the ball lately. He has not played well. Also dealing with a little bit of a wrist injury, so not someone that you have to get in tonight, but he's always in play here against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, P.J. Tucker is cheap. If you're looking to save money on DK, he's 3,800. And Clint Capella 71 on DK. You can see the price discrepancies here. Once again, DK is just so much better value. So I think Capella is in play as well as this should be a good competitive game expected to stay close. Although I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. Uh, I think this uh, is a game where you could see it go under at 230 and a half uh, tonight. Also tonight, Utah is at Phoenix. Uh, The Utah Jazz have been very inconsistent lately and the Suns have played very well couple of big wins recently beating the Bucks, beating the Warriors uh, the Jazz are favored by eight in this game and the Vegas totals 221 and a half for the Jazz we have to look at some of the injuries it looks like Ricky Rubio is probable to play as well as Raul Nito uh, obviously the Rubio news is going to be big because if he's out then we know we love Donovan Mitchell whenever Rubio is out Donovan Mitchell goes off Mitchell's 85 on DK 94 on FanDuel so that's something to keep an eye on. Rudy Gobert is in a good spot tonight. He should absolutely smash against the Suns, who have been terrible against bigs. And Jazz, uh, Ru- uh, Gobert is my favorite play, uh, especially on DK, 8,200. He is 98 on FanDuel. I think Jay Crowder is not a bad play tonight as well. He's been playing very well, been playing the minutes. It's a good matchup. DraftKings, he's 5,000 on FanDuel. He's 5,200. Ingles obviously gets a boost if uh, – 
Rubio is out because, as we saw the other night, he distributes a little bit more and assists go up. He didn't really score much the other night, but if he's in, if Rubio's in, it's going to be tougher to play Ingles, who uh, seen a little bit of a price boost, 62 on DK, 61 on FanDuel. So those would be the plays for the Jazz. For the Suns, they have been playing well, but I just see Utah dominating tonight. I know it's tough to say that with the way the Suns have played lately, and Utah's been inconsistent, but... I think the Jazz are going to really suffocate the Suns tonight. So the one guy you can look at in tournaments because he is capable of going off is Devin Booker, but the price is up. He's 8400 on DK, 9 on FanDuel. DeAndre Ayton, he is 63 on DK, 81 on FanDuel. You can look at him in tournaments on DK, uh, but not on FanDuel. So I just think the Suns are going to have a tough time tonight. Uh, Jazz are a difficult matchup. They've been good at defensively when they come to play and they are fighting for seeding there in the Western Conference and uh, they have to get back some of their consistency there and the Suns uh, don't have a high implied total tonight. They're at 107.8 so it's one of the lowest ones on the slate. They're right there with Miami and Detroit as we mentioned. That is not a very appealing game for fantasy purposes here tonight. So again, just pay attention to the news because right now it doesn't look like there's anything major but there's always surprises that come out last minute. And if you head on over to scoutdfs.com, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, we have the uh, lineup optimizer and the Slack chat right up to lineup block to help you with those last minute decisions. You can find me, scoutfantasysports.com. Use the promo code BATS50. Get 50% off your first two months. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern with Dr. Roto here on the Fantasy Sports